From the untamed wilderness to the freshwater shores of the greatest lakes, Michigan's Upper Peninsula is an outdoor lover's paradise and the country's best kept secret. My name is Kristen Ogenini, a lifelong youper and the newest host of the iconic UP Outdoors television program, Discovering, and it's my honor to carry on the tradition of the best outdoor storytellers of this region. So sit back, listen, and discover what it's like to live and play in this amazing place we call the UP. Today's Discover the UP podcast is brought to you by Big Valley Ford, Dodge Chrysler Jeep in Ewan, Michigan, BAM Tools, Hardcore Outfitters of Iron Mountain, and Cooking Wild Seasonings. Welcome to the Discover the UP podcast. I'm Kristen Ogenimi, and today's story might give you some chills up your spine and keep you looking over your shoulder the next time you go hiking through the UP woods. We know that cougars, aka mountain lions, roam the woods and trails of the UP. How many there are? The Michigan DNR says they have just over 100 confirmed cougar sightings, but that could just be a couple big cats roaming the east and west ends, being seen by multiple people or photographed by multiple trail cameras. With more and more cameras out in the woods, cougars have been spotted from one end of the UP to another. Last spring, a clear photo of a huge muscular cougar on a trail camera in Luce County on the eastern end of the UP went viral on UP Facebook groups and was confirmed by the DNR right before I went and hiked on the east end of the UP, so that did make me a little nervous. Thankfully, I did not see him. This fall, another photo surfaced on the interweb of a big cat in Houghton County on the western end of the UP on a deer hunter's bait pile. This deer hunter obviously wasn't the only one hunting this spot. And that wouldn't be the last time his cameras captured a cougar in this area. As I scrolled Facebook in early January, a video popped up on the UP Trail Cam's Facebook group, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was a 10-second clip of a cougar taking down a white-tailed deer. The size and the power of this apex predator and its clean, quick kill by clamping down on the deer's throat and suffocating it was something I'd expect to see on National Geographic, not on a hunter's trail camera here in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. A second 10-second clip shows the cougar effortlessly dragging the deer over fallen trees and out of frame. I mean, what an incredible and rare capture of nature. Spooky, yes, but absolutely incredible. The video was posted by Eli Schaefer, a 24-year-old student at Michigan Tech University in Houghton, and I immediately messaged him to see if he would be interested in talking about it for The Discovering Show. And I wasn't the only one. Eli's had quite a bit of media attention since. It took a couple weeks for me to meet up with Eli between his schedule and our first snowstorm of the winter season. We originally planned to hike out to that site of his trail camera for a little extra B-roll video and to add to the story, but Mother Nature dumped a foot of snow on the logging road we needed to drive down five miles, and the air temperature was just above zero. So I just met up with Eli at the head of the logging road that led to his hunting spot to talk about his experience. My name's Eli Schaefer. I'm 24. 
Uh, I guess I'm a fifth year at Tech for geospatial engineering. I believe it was two years ago, I seen the, a blood trail crossing the road on my way up to hunt one day. And my first thought was somebody shot a deer and drug it into their truck. So I was a little, little annoyed by that, but then I ended up getting out and seeing a lot of large tracks and I seen a lar large matted down area on the side of the road. Looking at the tracks, I realized it was a large cat. So I took a picture, um, compared it to my hand and it was about the size of my palm. So I knew it was a big cat. Showed it to my dad and a few other people and they told me it was probably just a big bobcat. So I quit thinking about it. I ended up following the drag marks about two miles and ended up finding the deer buried. Wasn't really sure how large the deer was or anything, but I knew it wasn't a buck. And I realized it was a, it was a cat area. So then I got out of there as quick as I could because I did not want to run into him. Fast forward to last October and Eli had a surprise on his trail camera. He wasn't the only one hunting this bait pile. I was going through my game cam photos in early October and didn't really think of it anything because I have a cell phone camera and it usually sends to my phone and didn't get no weird pictures or anything and my card got full so I went through those and there's a cougar photo on there. Clear as day, no doubt about it, posted it on social media, uh, everyone pretty much loved it because there's no doubt on what it was, clear as day. So then I was a little more worried when I was up in the woods, but <laughs> I carried my gun with me more and was a little more scared in the woods, especially at night. Every little tree branch or crack or leaf rustle made me jump a little bit. How far of a walk was it from your, your deer stand then to your truck? Um, it was probably a few hundred yards and up a hill. So it was a lot easier going down in daylight than it was going back up at night. But a lot, a lot of places where something could have been hiding, waiting for me, but still isn't going to stop me from deer hunting. And then, so that was this past deer season, right? Yep, that was October. Okay. Did you get a deer? I did not get a deer. I don't know if I had anything to do with it. I had a, My deer numbers were actually up this year compared to most seasons, at least counting them on camera. The only weird thing about this year was There'd be a few days where I'd have a bunch of deer on camera, then they'd disappear for a day or two. And they'd come back, same type of thing all year long. So I'm not sure if that was something coming in the area and chasing them out, or else it could have been the wolves I have up here because I have quite a few of those also. In November, coming back from hunting one day, I've seen tracks going down the road and it, was, it snowed that day, so I know they were fresh and I, I ended up following the tracks and it was another large cat print so he's definitely sticking in the area. There's been a lot of people messaging me where it was, could you tell me where it is? I have a camp here, a camp there. I was like, it's a few miles away, but from what I hear, it doesn't matter. You could be in Houghton and I'd still have to be worried about him coming around my backyard. Today's Discover the UP podcast is brought to you by Cooking Wild Seasonings. Cooking Wild Seasonings, flavor and meat. Just mix, heat and eat. That simple? You bet. Now even easier with our new grab-and-go four-pack cartons. Four combinations to choose from. Whitetail Hunter, Deer Camp, Summer Sausage, and Fresh Sausage. Make it fresh, make it yours. Make it easy. Grab a four-pack today. Available at various locations, including all Chris Northwoods neighborhood store locations. Find out more about Cooking Wild Seasonings at cookingwildseasonings.com. 
Today's Discover the UP podcast is brought to you by Hardcore Outfitters of Iron Mountain. Hardcore Outfitters strives to promote and instill an enjoyment of the outdoors for all ages and individuals. Whether you're already an avid outdoors person who enjoys the thrill of the hunt or newly learning the art of archery, sharpen your skills at their indoor archery range and check out their line of products from Matthews, Hoyt, Bear, Raven, Centerpoint, Tenpoint, and Wicked Ridge. If being on the water drives your passion and has you hooked, they have an impressive selection of year-round fishing gear, plus a full-service bait shop and the largest selection for fly fishing the UP. Go to Hardcore Outfitters in Iron Mountain, tell them I sent you, and discover what outdoor hobby or adventure awaits you. So, I actually quit hunting. I quit at muzzleloader because I don't have a compound bow that I'm regularly practiced with, so I wasn't going to hunt anymore. So my brother and my dad ended up hunting at my spot because I had a decent buck on camera. So they, they kept up on it, and I went up with my dad Sunday, January 9th, to pull all my equipment down. We were out of town for Christmas and all that, so I didn't get around to it right away. So we went up there the 9th, pulled all my my blind, my cameras down, grabbed my mineral lick, and pretty much got out of there for this season because I really don't go up here anymore until snowmobiling starts, and then I snowmobile in this area also. So I got home, put all my gear away, uh, went through to start deleting all the pictures off my cards so they were empty for next year. And then I was just shooting through the camera photos and the first frame of the f- videos were all a picture and I was going through and oh, I was like, oh my God, there's a cat and he's back, he's back on camera. And then I realized that it was actually a video. And I played the video and I instantly just chills down my back and I just started, I started shaking a little bit thinking about how easily it could have been me standing right where that deer was. For all I know, that cat could have been sitting there once I was pulled the camera and played the video, went to the next video, and seeing that it was dragging away, I was like, oh my God. I sent it to my dad right away. I sent it to one of his buddies, and my dad didn't check his phone right away, and his buddy called him, and he was like, what? He started, he called me, he's like, oh, you gotta post that right away. So I ended up posting on Facebook, and blew up overnight, I guess. Like, I thought about it, how long has he been in the area? Has he come and gone? Uh, I, then I started thinking about, well, that makes sense, that why the deer are leaving in and out. It's not just the wolves in the area. Thinking about how many times did that cougar watch me, or did I scare him, or anything like that. I've never heard anything like that before, but I just thought of all the times or all the sounds I've heard on the walk back to my truck, and it just puts bad thoughts in your head. So I just tried not, I tried not to think about it. <laughs> After the first photo, I was a little worrisome for the first week, and then I kind of quit thinking about it. And then this video came, and I just thought, I'm glad it's the end of the season. I don't have to think about it for a a few months. Are you going to hunt here again? Oh, yeah. I'll be back hunting up here. I mean, if I start seeing it on camera every night, or if I have a run into them in, in person, then things might change. But I was actually talking to a lady that um, was from Michigan. She does a cougar conservation group in Utah, and she was messaging me. She said she's been face-to-face with cubs and kittens and has seen cougars eating off, like, their prey and all that. But she said the only video or picture she's never had was actually a cougar taking down prey. She said there was the, the money shot, the video of a lifetime. I asked her if she thought it was a male or female, 
She said based off the size of the head, she guesses it's a male. And also usually males are the ones that travel, travel the distance. That's probably why he ended up here. Um, and then I also asked her if she knew or had any idea if they were the same cat from the pictures and the videos. She said the picture was perfect to be able to see if, you know, if that's the same type of cat or not, but the video was too blurry and all that for her to say for sure if they're the same cat or not. Yes, I've talked to the DNR. They messaged me, uh, Brian Rowell, the large carnivore specialist for the state of Michigan. Uh, he ended up messaging me. Uh, he said he was out of town for a few days, so he wasn't able around to talk to one of the biologists. But he ended up getting a hold of me this past couple days, got me in touch with one of the biologists that is going to meet me up there to verify the photo and the videos. So they just want to verify that the like the location looks the same. I'm assuming and everything. Yeah, he explained more or less that he's gonna they're gonna come here, take a picture with their phone from the same spot I said the camera was and then just compare the backgrounds to make sure that there's actually from the UP. Cause I guess they've had a lot of videos sent in that aren't from Michigan at all, just to try to get the numbers up or something. So what other reactions have you gotten from, from public, from- uh, There's a few people on Facebook that said they don't believe it. That kind of stirred up some drama on Facebook, but you know, I didn't really get involved with it cause it didn't matter to me. I knew it was real. A few people was like, yeah, I cross country ski back here. I was like, I wouldn't. <laughs> and then there's a few people the saying like the odds of getting a clear as day picture and then a video of that. They said it just a better odds of hitting the lottery. But then I told them, I was like, I'd rather hit the lottery than get this video. But I, ho I hope I don't see him again, but I probably will. Thanks, Eli, for sharing your story. That's just absolutely crazy. Eli said the trail camera he used to capture the video of the cougar was just a cheap $50 camera. He had it set to take a 10 second video clip every few minutes once triggered. For what he was able to capture though in those two 10 second clips was rare and incredible. Eli also sent me a photo of a deer that was taken nine minutes earlier on his other trail camera that was about 100 yards from the trail camera that took the video. So we are assuming that was the deer that met its demise to the big cat. If you're listening and want to see the video that we're talking about, go on to YouTube and watch my latest episode of Discovering, episode 69 that published on my YouTube channel, Discover the UP, on January 22nd. Today's Discover the UP podcast is brought to you by BAM Tools. My friend Andrew wants to help support this podcast, but didn't know how he should advertise his business, so here goes. BAM Tools is a small, family-owned, and operated business out of Ewan, Michigan, but they cover the entire UP, delivering tools to all sorts of businesses. Inside the tool truck are hand tools, power tools, automotive shop supplies, and so much more. I should tell Andrew I need a new Grizzly cooler, preferably blue. BAM Tools is also a tech tire supplies distributor, and Travis is the guy behind the wheel of that truck. So if you see Andrew or Travis in a BAM Tools truck, tell them thanks for supporting this podcast. I spoke to Brian Roll, DNR wildlife biologist and large carnivore specialist, over the phone about this cougar video, and he has no doubts it's legit. Making the photo and video the 108th verified cougar sighting in Michigan, specifically in the UP of Michigan. Again, 
that's not 108 separate cougars, that's sightings. But they still must go through a very strict protocol to verify it because of so many hoax photos the agency receives. Brian said they've had at least three hoaxes in the last two months. One being a photo that was easily found on Google from Illinois. So I really don't get why anyone tries to hoax the DNR. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like or don't trust the Michigan DNR, but you're really not helping anything. If anything, you are hurting any case that cougars may be moving back into the UP. Not to mention wasting a lot of time and resources for the DNR. Anyways, back in December, while working on another discovering story about the 50th anniversary of the Endangered Species Act that I'm not done with, that I will finish soon, I interviewed Brian Roll and we got into a discussion of cougars in the UP and here is what he had to say. And we definitely are seeing an uptick in the number of cougars making their way into Michigan. Kind of a, a unique thing. Any of the DNA or um, carcasses, that we've had two carcasses now that we've been able to look at. And any DNA samples we've been able to do, they've all been males. Um, we have not documented female cougars in the upper, nor have we documented reproduction. Which, I, to document reproduction, you have to be a little bit on the cautious side because... Cats have a unique breeding adaptation where they can have kittens about any time of year. There certainly is a pulse in the spring when most wildlife is born, but that's not necessarily true with um, the felines, wild felines. So even if we saw kittens, do we know that they were actually, she bred here and they were, you know, they're born here or did they walk here? Depending on the age, obviously, if they were little, we know they were born here, but so... It, you know, there's a lot of things that go on that. But when you look at Minnesota, which is right next to the source populations coming out of the Dakotas, they have not documented reproduction there either, um, nor has Wisconsin. So could it happen? Sure. You know, the northern lower certainly has some habitat, but we really have not documented much for cougar activity. The Straits is a pretty good barrier. That five-mile swim certainly they could do it, but I don't know if I was looking there, I'd think of twice before hopping in the water. And we certainly aren't getting ice bridges like we used to either, so you can't say they're trucking across the ice. We suspect, you know, sighting rates are going up and up. We don't know, does that mean there's more cougars or are there more trail cameras? Because we know trail cameras are very popular, so I'm a little guarded on saying that we think we have more. We don't know if they're resident or are they coming into the UP and heading out. You know, there's a lot of unknowns going with that species. And it's kind of unique that we might have a big cat population reoccurring. Uh, we do know they are a native species. That, um, in fact, the last known one was 1906. So we do have that skull in the collection at the museum down at U of M. Cougars are originally native to Michigan, but they were wiped out from the state in the early 1900s. The last known wild cougar legally taken in the state occurred in 1906 near Newberry. Today's Discover the UP podcast is brought to you by Big Valley Ford Dodge Chrysler Jeep in Ewan, Michigan. When I'm traveling around the UP, I'm surprised and not surprised by how often the vehicle in front of me has a Big Valley sticker on it. 
Big Valley Ford Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is located in the tiny town of Ewan on the west end of the Upper Peninsula. People from across the region buy their new and used cars and trucks from Big Valley and they drive all the way back to Ewan to get them serviced. Which reminds me, I'm probably due for an oil change myself. I'm on my fourth new Ford vehicle with over half a million miles under their tires, so I'm probably due for a tire rotation too. Big Valley is a one-stop shop for all your vehicle needs with a full service department, parts department, and body shop. I got caught in a hailstorm once with my last truck and they made it look just like new. If you're looking for a new or used vehicle, go see them in Ewan or check out their inventory online at bigvalley.biz. The first evidence of cougars returning to the UP was documented in 2008. The first one was tracks in Delta County and then shortly after that we had tracks in Marquette County, um, actually right on the shore of Lake Superior. Um, and then since that point now we're well up over 100 confirmed cougar observations and 99.9 .9 have been in the UP. There's only been one that we documented in, in the lower, northern lower, and I'm a little dubious of that. Back in 2008, the DNR created a cougar team to verify reports. The team is made up of wildlife biologists for the DNR who have received specialized training in how to identify cougars from photos, as well as from tracks, scat, and other physical evidence that they have left behind. Once we get consensus from the cougar team, then we go do a site um, visit to make sure that the picture was actually taken where they claim it was taken. Because unfortunately, this with cougars, and I don't know why, there's a lot of people that want to hoax the DNR and bring send us pictures from out west, and and it's still occurring every year. Um, some of them have gone to great lengths to falsify records to the point we've actually had law enforcement go talk with them because it causes us a lot of work. I say manpower, mm -hmm. money. Yeah, especially when it, they're trying to put it into the papers or making sensational lines, like, particularly downstate, mm -hmm. um, becomes a big deal. And yeah, I've had pictures from all over claim to be from Michigan. So it's that, don't get it, but it's one of the weird species. No other species do I have that issue with. I, and we're confirming them. Like I said, we're well over 100 animal confirmations now. Um, so we're not saying they aren't here. The DNR believes that the cougars spotted here in the UP are coming from populations out of Nebraska, Wyoming, and South Dakota. Yeah, I mean, we have good habit that the main thing we have is deer. We have to we have prey for them, you know. So, and there's certainly some wild areas that, you know, they could certainly find a home in. It's just... Young male mountain lions are hardwired to move from their natal territories. Otherwise, the big tom may end up killing them. And so you have the Dakotas kind of spinning out these young male mountain lions. And to this point, like I said, that we've only been able to document males. And we can't confirm that on everyone, but the ones where we could confirm it, they've all been males. Large predators tend to do is they tend to walk towards to find others of their own kind. And if they head east, they just don't find anybody and keep walking. And then they kind of get into the UP and kind of what we've seen is they kind of get in the UP and will circle the UP and they got the Great Lakes as boundaries and then they spit out into Wisconsin. 
where we've been able to actually, we don't know exactly because we don't have a collar on them, but we can kind of track where they're going by where they're getting picked up on trail cameras. So when I say we've confirmed 100 different cougars, that doesn't mean that's 100 individuals, more than we know for a fact that we're getting the same cougar on multiple trail cameras as he's traveling around. Yeah, so we're, we're continuing to watch what's going on with them, but they are, like I said, a state endangered species and are fully protected. The Michigan DNR has almost 200 trail cameras deployed across the UP for a new wolf survey, and I'm interested to hear if those cameras capture any cougars. Eli said he saw what he believes are that cougar's tracks walking right past one of those DNR trail cameras on that same logging road he hunts down. It sounds to me like this cougar has made this area his home, but who knows. Now, I hope I didn't spook anyone from adventuring in the woods. There have been no incidences that I've heard of of anyone actually coming face-to-face with a cougar here in the UP. But now that I say that, I was hiking through the Sylvania wilderness in Gogibbet County many years ago, and my friend told me people spotted a cougar right where we were hiking a week before, so that was a little nerve-wracking. So I take that back. Maybe people have. But for the most part, I feel like cougars avoid humans, and your chances of getting hit by lightning are probably higher than running into a cougar here in the wildwoods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for future episodes of the Discover the UP podcast. <laughs>